And hello, everybody. Hello. And welcome to the Rambling Brothers, a.k.a. the Brothers Ramble, here on NPR, <laughs> the Brothers Ramble. And thank you for tuning in. Today we're talking to uh, indie alt-rock band, <laughs> The Blue Shoes, followed by novelist uh, Jaime Escalante. <laughs> Jaime Escalante. <laughs> oh, he was a real guy. Is he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Did you ever see the movie Stand and Deliver? No. It was almost required watching in middle school. And what it was, a real life story of a teacher named Jaime Escalante oh, who taught okay. inner city kids trigonometry in order to pass like the SATs. He took all these gang members and just rejects, put them all through, you know, a summer school program and they all passed and went to college. Was that that Morgan Freeman movie? It was not Morgan Freeman. Who it was, was it? Oh shoot. He's a very popular Spanish actor. That, that played Jaime Escalante. Ah. I guess the name very, Jaime Escalante. Very, he, he, very pockmarked face. Very, what is his name? I just lost. Anyway. Luis Guzman. <laughs> Not Luis Guzman. Uh, oh, now bear with me for just a sec because I am going to look this up really fast or it is going to bother me. So stand and deliver. Um, By the way, it's a 1988 film. Um, starring Edward James Almost. Okay. 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 So, okay. Um, I often forget that he is Spanish, uh, right? Uh, forget that he's a thing. And well, that too. Yeah. <laughs> Lou Diamond Phillips is also hmm. in the, in the okay. movie. He plays, uh, you know, your classic stereotypical inner city gang member. Yeah. And Diamond Lou. One of the lines I remember from that movie is because Blake and I would always quote it is he was looking up. He and his buddy were, were on the hood of a car and they were looking up at the sky and he said, you know, the stars aren't really there. I say, it takes the, it takes a light, like thousands of years to reach it. It's, it's, it's like the earth is playing a joke on us or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is so weird. It's, it, it was such a weird show. <laughs> True story, but it was so weird. But, uh, I think now, um, John Linguizamo was taking all those roles that <laughs> Lou Diamond used to get. <laughs> now he's playing the the stereotypical gang members and stuff. He is. Yeah. He is. John Lego Agombo. Lego Agombo. <laughs> With his parents, the Lego Agombos. Where is that from? He was interviewing. Oh, you're the Lego Agombo. It was like it MTV it Awards probably was an or MTV something. Award thing. Or, yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, how familiar are you with Rockapella? Rockapella Pella. <laughs> Pretty, pretty, pretty familiar. Rockapella, for those of you who don't know, is, is the pioneers, if you will, of acapella music. I mean, apart from your, um, uh, like Motown style acapella, you know, you have your vocal drumming, you know, your, your part harmonies, it's all instrumental, all acapella. Yeah. Anyway, um, you might know them from where in the world is Carmen Sandiego. They do the theme song. Yeah. They've continued on as a band to this day. Believe it or not. Believe it or not, they are still around. They've reached popularity with Spike Lee's film um, that I'm drawing a blank on. But that's when they first got national exposure with their song Zombie Jamboree in <laughs> Spike Lee film. Um, but uh, I bring it up because they're doing holiday shows and I just realized they switched members again. Just barely. Really? Without fanfare, without mentioning anything, 
they've eliminated two of their members and brought back <laughs> an older one and then a brand new one. And I was frustrated by it because in our last episode, we talked about how you, how you meet people, how you're yeah. able to, able to talk to some of the people that you, that you, that you like, yeah. you know, and I was able to talk to their, what is now former bass singer, Bryant Vance. Mm -hmm. Um, I was able to talk to him online. You know, we talked about like weight loss goals. He was a bigger guy, but uh, he's just gone now. And they replaced him with this other guy without so much as a word. Huh. And he's just gone. And, and that just irritated me by the way. So <laughs> yeah, I've, I've like, I'll, I'll listen to him occasionally on, on YouTube and stuff and have like little thumbnails and there'll be like three white guys and two black guys. And like, <laughs> Oh, okay. And now it's with, just a rotating door. Of it people. is now it's just two white guys and three black guys. Oh, so they, oh, there you go. <laughs> they brought back an, an old, their old bass singer, George Bialdi, the third, by the way. Was that the guy that was on Carmen San Diego? No. No. No, that he's Barry Carl. Okay. He's actually a marriage therapist in New York now. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so <laughs> he will occasionally still sing with really, really old members of Rockefeller mm -hmm. that we're talking like the Elliot Kermans from Carmen San Diego. Mm -hmm. He was kind of the turtle faced guy, the, mm -hmm. the unrecognizable un Yeah, see, I never knew their names. <laughs> I knew I knew cheekbones. <laughs> I knew a uh, short blonde guy. Short blonde. Cheap who's bones. kind of the other singer. Yep. Tall bass. <laughs> and then the other two. <laughs> Curly haired guy and the other one. And, like, and that's just how I knew him. There you go. But uh, they're still out there. Still out there plugging away. And if it wasn't for acapella, you wouldn't have pentatonics. And that's a fact. Because they've actually referenced rockapella as influences so. you wouldn't have also the, the the pitch perfect movie oh yeah and that or would the be sing off or any sad of that for me so yeah <laughs> well i'm sure you'd get your anna kendra fix you know anna kendrick fix from other films but. yes yes i do <laughs> yes i do <laughs> but uh anyway I, that's something i just noticed and and it upset because i i was barely listening to their holiday albums and uh their christmas music and whatnot mm -hmm. and the fact they switch people out the one person <laughs> that i've been able to except for their mouth drummer for jeff yeah jeff thatcher he does the mouth drum and percussion percussion mm -hmm. you can message him right now on facebook and he will answer you you know because at any given point there's only like 90 some odd people that will let them message him throughout the year yeah but right. <laughs> that's how yeah. popular they are currently <laughs> Go check well, their recent YouTube video with their 23 views. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they they peaked in the early 90s. They did. Oh my gosh. People with our generation that knew Carmen Sandiego. And they performed with the Boston Pops. They performed with Billy Joel on stage um, doing the song uh, uh, For the Longest Time, right. that acapella version. It was actually, well, not on the recording, but they sang it on stage with him well so and that fits that fits. Okay. it'd be interesting to be a a couple and <laughs> in new york and walk in i wonder if anybody's been like sitting and looking at him like you look so familiar do i know and then to have him speak you're like that's a deep voice yeah. <laughs> who are you but rockpell were also on corpse bride were they they uh they were animated like a little group of something that was singing of course Okay. Or it may have been Joe's apartment. 
One of the two. I don't know. <laughs> but Fair here's enough. a ramble. So anyway, getting into what I would care to discuss. Um, so recently, I heard John Travolta. And he was talking about getting older. And he was talking to his kid. And, and he said how, you know, he, he, he was a little depressed because he was, you know, whatever age he was. And his kid actually said something fairly profound, which was, um, you know, so how much longer do you think you're going to live? And he said, I don't know, probably, you know, same amount of time, just going <laughs> the other way. Yeah. He was like 40 or 50, probably another 40. Because cause then his, uh, his kid said, well, then it's not half over. It's just you have another entire second lifetime to live. Yeah. And so I started thinking of me specifically, how... Within the next seven months, I'm going to be 45 years old. Now, let's say I live to be 90. That puts me at the halfway point. Right now. <laughs> you think about the entire life you've lived so far, you still have all that to go. That's right. And so I started thinking, am I where I thought I was going to be? Because I, I like looking at this podcast and thinking... You know, maybe my kids will listen to it a little later on down the line when they get older or, you know, whoever. And where was I at the time? What was I thinking? What was I, where was I in my headspace? What, what was I doing, you know, in my life at this point, mm -hmm. you know? And so that's where I wanted to take it today. It's like, am I where I thought I was going to be even within the last five years, six years, seven years? And where do I see, where am I going? from this point or if i just resign myself to the fact that i am where i am and such is life right you know so <clears throat> so it's kind of where i want to take it so so let me just start with the question if you were to able to ask your younger self let's say 13 14 years old okay what would you have said it's like where would you have wanted to be at this point <sighs> Or was it so far out there that it's like, well, I am where I am. I had no real plans on being anywhere specific. When I was 13, 14, uh, by the time I was 37, almost be 38 here in a few months. Um, I really wanted to be an actor. Okay. Not a voice actor and, uh, you know, on, on screen, camera, on, on screen. Stage actor um and i thought you know that I'd, I'd really pursue that and that that would be my my thing yeah like even if i didn't become rich and famous i'd just be like a working actor that'd be something that's something i wanted to do yeah um and that's i mean that and over the years that's that changed but if i were to ask myself at that point that's probably what i'd say and so uh, at what point did you realize it wasn't going to go that way? When I got married. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of put the brakes on the whole thing, did it? Put the brakes on a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like happiness. Um, <laughs> I thought I'd be happy. Yeah. Surprise. Turns out. <laughs> um, but uh, I mean, I, I think. Because I've been thinking about this too since you mentioned it. Um, 
you know, I think that happens to to everybody, at, except for like a select few. Yeah. You know, we have we have these big plans when you're younger, but when once you get older, like stuff just gets in the way. Life just gets in the way. Yeah. Um, and and that's not necessarily a bad thing all the time. I mean, you have different goals, like things change and your dreams change, and you know, you just kind of roll and adapt to things. But I there are times in my life I wish I had pursued those dreams a lot more gone left instead of gone right kind of thing yeah so growing up it was unremarkable i i would say my my childhood it it was pretty straightforward it was pretty average yeah i guess you would say sure i would i would get up i would go to school i would come home and you know that's where we would end up yeah you know and, um, now I would say I'm in a very similar space where I get up, <laughs> I go to work yeah, and then I come home. Yeah. And so I, I, I really started thinking, you know, I, I posed a question to you. So I posed a question to myself, where would I have liked to have been mm-hmm. at this point? Well, and I don't think I ever asked <clears throat> ask you this question when you were 13 and, and 14 yeah. what did you want to do what did you want to cartoonist be? cartoonist okay yeah but the cartoonist of my 13 year old years was not what a cartoonist is nowadays right um my thoughts of being a cartoonist would be the old classic flip the page mm-hmm. ink and paint style old disney style animator yeah that's really what I wanted to do. That's really where I wanted to go. Okay. And um, by the time I was out of high school, I realized, no. <laughs> no, I, I, I think I resolved pretty quickly to the fact that I'm just going to be working. Yeah. Like any sort of big plans of travel or any sort of big plans of, uh, of pursuing a dream, quote unquote, is just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of that was, I just didn't want to put in the effort more or less. And I don't feel like I ever had the resources to do it. Yeah. Um, I know people, very, very successful people say, make your own opportunities. It's like, I, I can get that to a point, but an opportunity still has to present itself. And those opportunities, as much as I wanted them to, I don't think they ever, thinking back, presented themselves or given me that chance mm-hmm. to go in that way. Sure. And um, the maybe the slight opportunities I had due to poor choices have altered those plans because had I pursued graphic design or, or arts a little heavier, like through college, maybe I would have, you know, had -hmm. that different opportunity, but due to poor Mm -hmm. (laughs) decision-making, I turned left where I should have gone right. So, uh, that, that's probably where I would have liked to seen myself. Um, perfect world. I would have been working for Walt Disney animation 
by yeah. now. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'd, I'd be the guy in Disney California Adventures doing sketches on stage, showing people how to right. draw right. Ursula, you know, on stage. And, um, that's, that's really where I thought I would be. Right. So, but that's not where I am. <laughs> and I've resigned myself to that yeah. fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you think that where you are now, that there is, because it hasn't gone where you thought you would be, that you are missing something. Do you ever wake up or think, man, what a missed opportunity. What I wish had those words ever crossed your lips. I wish I would have this to yeah. a point where it's almost regret. Um, yes. I mean, we, we've talked about it before. You know, I had this great opportunity to move down to, uh, St. George, my senior year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, kind of pursue stage acting down there. They're nice to a con theater and everything. And I had the opportunity to do that. I, but I didn't take it. Right. And who knows where, where that would have led me or, you know, any doors would have been open. I don't know. Um, but that is a big thing that I regret. Um, now I've, I've moved away from the whole acting thing. I still enjoy doing it. Right. But it's now more towards turn towards voice acting. Yeah. Uh luckily with the invention of the internet, um <laughs> you know, there there's a lot more opportunities and doors open to people that, that want to do stuff like that. Um like like being a, a performer or an actor or being a cartoonist, I mean, you can put your stuff online and, and you can, you can get seen and, and get found. And I mean, there's so many different opportunities now. Yeah. Um, but going back to, to what you're saying, how you kind of wake up and you feel like you're in that same spot that you were when you were younger. I felt that same way too, for a long time. I think that's why I started doing, uh, podcasts and start doing, you know, different hobbies and, and pursuing different things because man, I, I can't stand routine, <laughs> you know, and mundane, uh, you know, it just, I want to do stuff like it's, it's in my DNA to be creative and, and to make things and, you know, I couldn't, I can never be the person that gets up, you know, um, it's, it's like that Michael Keaton speech from Batman, right? You know, you, you get up and you go downstairs, eat breakfast, kiss someone and go to work, <laughs> work a nine to five job. I could never be that person. <laughs> I just can't, I can't, I would not be able to do, I would go crazy. You know, just, and, and some people like that. It's like, it's like our dad, right? He worked the same company for 30 years. Um, you know, getting up at the same time, taking the same route, rinse, wash and repeat. Right. And that's just, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> I just can't. I have to have other things. 
Um, so that's why I do you know, voice acting stuff. That's why I do these podcasts is to just kind of break that up. For me, if, if, if I were to look at where I am now, now I just barely passed my 16 year wedding anniversary. Right. Um, and in that time we have adopted four children. Yeah. We have gotten into foster care. We have a foster placement right now. Yeah. And, uh, I, I am in that routine. I get up almost at the same time every day. I come downstairs, eat <laughs> breakfast, <laughs> kiss someone goodbye, go to a job, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, I honestly, if I were to be honest with myself, I don't feel like I'm missing the anything specific. The only thing I miss in my life right now where I'm not satisfied is I don't see my children enough. Mm. Because especially during this time, in the summer, it's better because they're always home. Sure. And they are there when I get up. Um, and so I see them before I go to work. Right now, I get up, you know, do everything I need to do. They're already at school, and they've been at school for like two hours mm -hmm. by the time I get up and roll out of bed. And so I don't see them throughout the week, and I become full-time employee, part-time dad. Right. And that's the my only regret right now is that. Because as far as financially, I make enough to support myself, my wife, and four kids. Mm -hmm. We make ends meet. And and that's all I can ask for right now. And and I've I won't say resign myself to that fact. I just I find comfort in that knowledge, comfort in that familiarity. Yeah. That I'm going to go here and do this and come back and find it like this. Mm -hmm. So in a way, I do miss a couple things, but at the same time, where I am now is I'm content, I guess is the word. Yeah. And it goes back to, you know, dreams and goals change right? when, when you get older. Um, like right now, you know, you, you have different goals in life, right. uh, raising your kids, being a good dad, providing for them. That's a whole different you know, dream and goal that, you know, that, that you have achieved. And you know, what's funny is, is speaking when I was like 13 or 14 years old, I honestly never had the idea of being married. It never crossed my mind mm -hmm. thinking back. It's not that I didn't want to, it's just <laughs> in thinking, I never put the idea of a wife in my mind yeah. ever. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that I didn't want it. It's just that wasn't yeah. in the plan, Yeah, you know, and it wasn't in the plan for a long time. It wasn't in the plan until I was 28 years old. Mm -hmm. Then that plan changed, you know, so, and so moving, moving forward, I start thinking, where is it that I want to be, you know, given any opportunities moving forward in where I am now, mm -hmm. where would I want to be? 
And this is where the realist and the reality has to sit in, set in for me, especially at, at, at this age. Let's say I was to lose this job. I am at an age now where, in all honesty, ageism would play a serious role mm. in getting a job right, right, right. now. Like, it, it, if, if my resume were to pass your desk, and let's say you wanted to hire, it was between me and this 20-some-odd-year-old, you look at it and say, okay, this person could give me 30, 40 years in this job. This person could give me 15 or 20. Mm-hmm. This person is unattached, you know, through wife and kids. This person has four kids and a wife. Where are you going to go? Right. And so, you know, that's, that can honestly be a fear for me that there are, I will be honest, there are nights where I, I wake up and that bothers me. Mm -hmm. It's, it's an actual thought. It's like, I find myself dwelling on what ifs a lot. (laughs) And, and I will honestly lose sleep over it. What if this, what if that? And this is where lady wife plays a very important role in my life because she's more grounded in that. It's like, if it does, then, then so what, you know, we'll take it one step at a time. Figure it out. Yeah, exactly. My mind is looking eight to nine to 10 steps ahead Mm -hmm. And seeing nothing but doom and gloom. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, cause I'm always a worst case scenario kind of guy. It's like, but what if, what if this, what if that, what if this? And, and you know, that's just the way my mind is wired. Yeah. You know? So, but th- there are, like I said, there are nights where I will wake up just in a panic financially or, or with the job mm-hmm. and it's, it's, it can be frustrating. Yeah. For sure. So, and see, the, uh, nothing against <laughs> you, but that sounds terrible to me. <laughs> yeah. That's why I've crafted the, the life that I have. I, I don't want that burden of responsibility. <laughs> essentially, like that. That really, um does not appeal to me right at all so here's the question um and again along the lines of not being offensive don't take it anyway other than just a straightforward question do you feel that um the way you're doing things now where where you don't want that structure you don't want that type of responsibility how long do you feel like you can maintain that until you have, or out of necessity will end up having no other recourse than to set into a specific structure? Or do you see yourself ever doing that? Or, or is it just going to be this and then this, and then maybe I'll do this and then I'll, you know, you know, <laughs> cause for me on, on the, on the other end, yeah, I, I will sit and I will do this or, or I will draw a picture when I get home. But when I wake up next morning, I have got to do this. Yeah. This is where my responsibilities lie. Um, I, I know, um, thinking realistically, I, I'm sure I can't keep this up forever. Right. I get that. But at, at the moment, you know, I'm, I'm in a, uh, a fairly well-paying job. Yeah. Um, 
that I can be in for a while. And at the moment, that's just, that's just where I am. That's just what I'm focusing on. I'm the complete opposite of you. I'm, I'm a lot like your wife. I'm more, uh, I'll get to that when I get to it, <laughs> you know? And, and that's, that served me good and bad over yeah. the years. I, I understand that. Um, cause th- this is my mindset right now. Let's say you get up tomorrow. Yeah. Or whenever you go back to work Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever it is. And you're going to work. You're in a car accident. Yeah. Your car is totaled. Mm-hmm. Do you have the ability? And this, th- these are my thoughts. Like if I were going to work, got in a car accident, car was totaled. Do I have the ability to now that I'm out of work and have no vehicle, continue to pay my bills, continue to function, continue to pay for, you know, support my wife and kids for any extended period of time until I get back on my feet. See, and luckily, uh, not, not luckily, that's a bad way to put it. Right. I don't have to think that way. <laughs> um, but just cause that sort of, resp- cause you don't have the wife and the four kids. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> and God willing, I never will. <laughs> um, but it, it's, I'm getting better at this, but it's, it's been, if, if I do get into a wreck, if my car does get totaled, it's more, nah, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll make do for now. Yeah. And then, you know, I, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll work something out. You know that, I mean, that's, that's why I'm a horrible chess player. Cause I can't <laughs> think five or six moves ahead. Um, I just see what's in front of me. Right. Yeah. See, I, and for me, I can't take it as it comes. I have to, I have to prepare at least a couple, a couple ideas ahead for the just in case scenario, which was why I leave for work at least an hour early. Right. Even though I live 20 minutes away (laughs) because (laughs) I, I, there have been times where the freeway has been shut down. Yeah. I have to take a different route. I was on the phone talking to somebody, missed my turnoff, and I had to take a long way around to where I ended up in North Salt Lake and had to then turn back around, right? you know, to try to get there. And that gave myself enough time that I was still on time. But the idea of being late or as, as you know, at work taking a point or whatever, just, it, it freaks me out. So I have to be there. Yeah. I have to take into account the what ifs that that's just like you, that's the way my mind is set up. Mm-hmm. It's like, I have to do it. Yeah. And so I think that's where, for me, that's where I am grateful for where I am relationship wise. Cause I do have that person to bring me back to the reality of the situation right now. Yeah. And, 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 and I, and I will say there's not every night or every day where I'm in a complete panic or sure. a sweat. Sure. Cause there are those days and even weeks at a time where I think, you know what, right now, today. The bills are paid and nothing is wrong. Yeah. So don't worry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if I could continue with that mindset, fantastic. But again, that's not how I'm wired yeah. right now. I'm just not. And um, really, you know, to go into, and if we, we've mentioned this before, how our family's luck is mm-hmm. or the lack of it. Right. When something happens in my life, 
two or three things are going to happen right after it. Yeah. That are going to make things that much more difficult for me. If, if the car breaks down, next thing I know, the van's window is broken. The next thing I know, the kids are sick. The next thing I know, there's layoffs at work or something like that. Right. It always happens that right. way. Yeah. And so that's why my mind is in this idea of four or five or six months out, you know, with the what ifs. And so it's, it, it can be difficult. It can be difficult for me. And, and I will admit to losing sleep. And, and maybe it'd be, you know, it'd be good for me to have more of that. Just like it may be good for you to have more of the way that right. I see things. Right. Um, but I mean, okay. Go, going, going back. Yes. Um, if, if you were to, if you were to go on that, that straight course, uh, I mean, what, what, what would your life, like, what would it have been? Right. Like if you were to stay on that straight course from you were, when you were 13, yeah. like how would your life be different? Do you think you'd still be married? Do you think you'd still have four kids? Like, <laughs> what do you think? Wow. Let, okay. So if I had not taken the hard left that I did in my college career yeah, <laughs> to where all of a sudden I was 20 grand in debt, failing all my classes and, um, just in a bad relationship situation. Had I made a different plan? I, I could see myself. Yes. I still think I would have been married. Maybe one child, maybe two. Okay. Now, that being said, if my kids are listening, I don't regret uh, having four kids, but we got them all at once. Right. I mean, we went from none to three to four <laughs> yeah. in less than a year. Yeah. And so it was a very, very quick learning curve that we had to, you know, we had to jump on that train really quick. Sure. You know, but, um, I think it. Had I not made those decisions, it would have been a lot slower process. I think I would have been in a more stable, well-paying job that I would have liked and have chosen mm-hmm. as opposed to be in a job of necessity that I can do because I have to. Yeah. I think that would be the biggest, right? The biggest difference because, you know, Again, that, you know, I, I can't see, you know, what would have been, you know, but in the perfect scenario, I think I would have graduated with the degree in, you know, visual arts or graphic arts, whatever. And it would have been at the time at the emergence of like computers and the internet and stuff like that. And I could have seen myself jump on board with that and done you know, been really early on board with computer animation and stuff like that. Yeah. And I could have probably set myself up to be in a job I would have enjoyed more. Mm-hmm. You know, something that is equipped, would have been more equipped to my skill set at the time. Right. So, but again, my skill sets have changed. I mean, now, uh, let's be honest, I've been in 
the warehousing business for the better part of two decades. Mm -hmm. And that's where my skill set lies. It's like, I can work your SAP systems. I can run through your RF guns. I can give you inventory ideas. I can do safety. I can do management. I can do leadership. I can do forklift training. I can walk you through, you know, OSHA approved methods on how to do your, um, you know, fire, um, suppression systems. Yeah. You know, I've, I've learned all of that. That's where my skill set yeah. lies now. Now, is it creative? No, but there is, there is a necessity for it. And, um, that, that's, that's what I have resigned myself to. It's like, this is, these are where my skills are and they can be utilized. Mm. And so that's just, you know, sometimes you just shrug and it's like, this is where I am. You know, I'm, I'm making ends meet. And for the most part, let's just be honest with myself. For the most part, I am happy and satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For the most part. Like I said, if I could spend more time with the kids, great. That's always a regret with me. And so people say, well, then why don't you switch shifts? I would lose the differential. And, and I have to, again, this is my mindset. I have to make this much yeah, in order to make ends meet. And right now where I am is what is allowing me to do that. And if I were to lose the night shift differential and go to days, it would, I think it would still make ends meet. And it's not just, you know, living paycheck to paycheck. We, we're comfortable enough to where, you know, we can go and, you know, stay at the Alaskan Inn up Ogden Canyon, mm -hmm. or we can, you know, buy a couple season passes to Lagoon or to the zoo, mm -hmm. you know, and be fine. But, uh, I don't want to lose that right. to where it would be much more difficult, you know, to achieve what not only yeah. we need, but what we want. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then right now, if there is something you could change. Yes. And not, not like, you know, make more money. Obviously everybody wants that. Right. But if there's one thing you could change that would make your life that much better, what would it be? Position. Position. Work position. Okay. Because unfortunately, and this just happened, I took the better part of six weeks off to bond with a foster child mm -hmm. that tried to commit credit card fraud. Right. And <laughs> that's a whole other that, episode. That was, a, that was a thing. Yeah. But um, in that time, before that, my boss had said, this, this is our plan for you. Lead position, new department, you know, all the things. That went into high gear on the fast track. The very six weeks that I took off, that's when it all came down. <laughs> right. And so that leadership, that position gone. Right. Because I was off for that. Because of course I was. Of course. And again, that's the luck of the woods. <laughs> yep. You know, yep. that's our own version of luck of the Irish. This is the luck <laughs> of the woods. And so... <laughs> And so I told them, I said, Hey, what? you couldn't give me a call to where I can just forward you my resume. Yeah. And all of a sudden it was like, no, we had to take care of it right then and there. We had to make a decision, you know, because it just all came down. There was a production plant that shut down. All the product came in. The department got set up all within that six months that I was gone. It couldn't have been the month before. It couldn't have been the month after nope. I came back. Nope. Right, right then, then and there. Yep. So that would have been the one 
the one thing that I would change. And um, the one, <laughs> and again, the one guy that really championed me to, you know, to move that that could see the potential I had. He quit. He's gone. He's no longer there. In that six in weeks. In that six weeks. That yep. I was gone. And so, yeah, there I am. Back to square one, which is a fine square. <laughs> it's it's great. It's a perfectly fine square. It's a perfectly fine square. You know, 90 degrees all the way around. But uh, that would be the one thing. Yeah. For sure. Okay. So, so I posed the question to you. Is there something right now? Or are you the anomaly to where it's like, I'm satisfied all the way around? <laughs> For the most part, yes. The one thing I would change, I would really like my own place. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't like being the stereotypical 37-year-old nerd that's living in his mom's basement. Right. But it was a necessity right. at the time. I would love to be able to move out now. I probably have the means to do so, but housing being where it is, oh, yeah. the inflation, it's still so expensive that I just can't right now. Right. So that that's the one thing that I would uh that I would change. And to be fair, I mean, before anybody says anything about about that situation, how many of us wouldn't like to be in that situation? How many of us don't want to pay the exorbitant rent or sure. the insane mortgage payments sure you know i i think there are 99 of us would be like <laughs> if i could just go back home yeah and just live there you know i don't know if you're rent for i don't know your your situation but you know just to be there oh my gosh just it would save yeah so much money <laughs> and 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 that's the other thing when i started thinking about it it's like well I'm helping out mom financially for sure. Yeah. Both Kenna and I are right. Um, because you know, she works at a school. So for three months, she's not working. She's not getting a paycheck. Yeah. So, you know, I feel good that, you know, I, I can help, you know, I, I do pay rent. Right. You know, and, and she knows that if she ever, needs help with something that, you know, I, I can help her out. And, and so in that way, I'm perfectly happy to be here. It's just, there are other reasons. I really like my own place, but oh, yeah. I have to get into that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that would be, that'd be the one thing. There's also a culture thing there. Cause there are so many cultures, um, uh, the, the Spanish American or African American cultures were just living at home or sure. with your parents is a normal thing. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and, until, you know, they pass away and then you have the house and it's just, you know, that's, that's, that's life. Yeah. You know, you pick up all 17 of your relatives and y'all go to the store. I mean, it's right. just, <laughs> right. You know, it depends on the culture. And so, yeah, it's just, I, but I can understand it. It's like, even though you're at the age where you are being in this position and still having mom there, there still has to be the sense of, you know, mom is there. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. You know. yeah. 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 But, uh, again, I, I think in all honesty, if, if people were to be honest with themselves, they wouldn't mind being back, back in that situation yeah. in all honesty. So, but yeah. And it's, and it's not as stigmatized as it used to be. It's true. Uh, so many people are in that same 
situation. Oh, yeah. Um, like you said, especially now. Yeah. I mean, it is insane. Yeah. A lady wife just told me yesterday, she usually will buy like um, a three pack of butter. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so it's combined, you know, three boxes of butter combined with it. 15 bucks. Yeah. For butter. Yeah. Tell me that's not crazy. Yeah. Tell me that's not insane. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. That you couldn't have gone to the store five years ago and you would have been outraged to see it like three or four dollars. Mm-hmm. Now it's just normalized at 15 bucks. Yeah. That is insanity. <laughs> now I'm not, I'm not going to give exact numbers here. But a full 40-hour paycheck. Now, I normally make more than 40 hours. But a full 40-hour paycheck with what I'm, where I am now, that entire paycheck will cover the mortgage. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah. That one paycheck. Yes. The one paycheck goes directly to mortgage. None left over. None. <laughs> it's not short. Yeah. It's just the whole thing is gone. <laughs> I can just count on one full paycheck disappearing to the mortgage payment. Yeah. And, and that's, that's crazy to think about. And the fact that I can still manage to exist and live is insane to think about. Mm-hmm. And cause I will say even my realist wife, we, we, there have been times we've been speaking, you know, especially around tax time where we start getting all the numbers and everything together. And we're just in shock. Like, how do we afford to live? Right. We don't think about it at the time, but when you start putting the numbers out, it's like, how is this working? Yeah. It shouldn't, yeah. but it does. But how, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's insanity. And it just happens, you know, it, it just happens. Like I just recently, I, I, uh, hopped on my phone and, and, um, got to my, ADP for my job. And yeah. I looked at how much I've made so far in that job. I'm like, where did it go? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that's a good amount of money. Where did it go? Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. And, and once you start going back and you look at taxes, yeah, you know, I don't know if you have insurance, but you know, things like medical insurance, stuff mm-hmm. like that, it would just drain you (laughs) and you have four little money suckers that i do live in your home i do i I, that's for sure five now we have five (laughs) (laughs) but to be fair the state will will provide minimal amounts to help us in that situation now we didn't get i will say we didn't get into foster care with the idea of making money because you won't when we first got in there, there was talk that there would no longer be a subsidy that comes through from the state for doing foster care, but we still did it anyway because we wanted to not only help these kids, but eventually adopt because we resigned to the fact that we weren't going to have them naturally. Mm-hmm. And it worked out that way. Yeah. And it also worked out that almost right at the time, a child adoption credit kicked in where really helped with the taxes over these last few years. And, um, you know, that, that's, that's really been a blessing for us for sure. Yeah. For, for as far as that is concerned. So there is a little bit that were come in, not only to be reimbursed from the foster child we're watching now, but continual state payments for 
I don't know, to like 18, mm-hmm. 21, 25 or something like that. But it's minimal, but it does help with the bills. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and so I'm grateful to have kids for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> for many other reasons. Come on. Yeah. Um, but looking forward to the future, um, you know, you turning 45, you pretty much have 20 years until retirement age. Yes. Do you think realistically you're going to be able to actually retire? (laughs) (laughs) No. Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah. 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 Um, but I am fortunate in the fact that, and I'm trying to find positives for all this because you have to, sure. You know, because I'm, I'm not going to allow myself, even though I have bouts of mild depression every now and then let myself be resigned to full on just miserable situation, you know, thinking of what might've been or what could be. Um, I was fortunate enough to be moved from the position I was into work to something that's a little less physical and a lot more mental. Mm -hmm. And I'm grateful for that because let's be honest, 45 bodies breaking down. No matter how much I work out, no matter how healthy I try to eat, it's just time. Yeah. It's just gravity. Your bones give out. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> Your yeah. body gives out. You wake up and, and you're like, why, why does my knee hurt? <laughs> it shouldn't. Yeah. I didn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> you know, why does my scalp ache? I don't know. You know, <laughs> you're just walking like, ow, my ankle hurts. I'm telling Why you, does my man, ankle hurt. Just on the way up here, I bent over to tie my shoe and I was sitting down, tie my shoe, heard this loud pop in my hip. And I'm like, gosh, dang it. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> Out of the blue. Yeah. You know, weird pops and creaks and cracks and it's just, <laughs> but I will say if, so as long as this company continues, which I think it will considering what we do, um, being in this position would allow me to continue on much longer than the actual physical yeah. side of side of things, which I could do because we're not lifting incredibly heavy things either. But to be able to take a rest from that has been a great, great change. Sure. And not to mention this company treats you a lot better than other ones I've been with. I mean, they're just, people are genuinely happy in this job. <laughs> Which is rare. Weird. <laughs> it is weird. You don't have a lot of people that come in grumbling how much they hate coming into work. I don't, I don't want to be. You know, they're happy to do it. Because mm-hmm. really you can, I'm going to be honest, you can just skate through it as long as you're hitting the minimums. Yeah. Then so be it. <laughs> kind of like my job. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so I am grateful for that. And so, yeah, in, in these next 20 years, let's say I do stay with this job. I believe opportunities will arise that will direct me more toward an office situation or a computer situation. And I'd be fine with that. And so even if I can't re- officially retire, maybe have the opportunity to do things from home yeah. off the computer, you know, stuff like that. So, but no, I can't honestly, at this point, unless something drastic changes, seeing myself just retiring at like 65 yeah. or 70. Yeah. I just, no. Nah. <laughs> I'll end up like mom and just working part-time at a school, you know. Yeah. yeah. Be a substitute teacher. Work till you die or they just kick you out. Yeah. Like so, so then what about you? 
I mean, right now your your job has officially become more physical than what mine was. Yes. Um, now I was doing a very physical job, you know, prior to this, and also like a couple positions before this in the same company. But how long do you see you doing this kind of work until you can't? Because at one point, you have to admit, hefting some of these packages is going to be too much. It just, no matter how much your body wants to, it's not going to allow you to do it. Carrying two large boxes of uh, cat litter up four flights of stairs? (laughs) (sighs) I understand. Yeah, Yeah, because we'll we'll order chicken food. They come in 50-pound bags, and it's just, uh, it's not light. Yeah. It's 50 pounds. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um. I mean, obviously I can't do it forever. I know that. Right. Um, but still your late thirties, yeah. so, you know, yeah, you still got a while. I still got a good 30 years or so. I could probably. Sure. And in that time, <laughs> who knows? Maybe I can work from home and just do a drone. You deliver. could. Who yeah, knows? That's still a thing they're saying. Um, but, uh, right, right now. I'm really, really happy with my job because here's a a fun fact people may not know about me. I've had in my life, I think I've talked about this before, right? Anywhere from 25 to 30 jobs. Yes. Over the course of about a decade. (laughs) That's just because I was extremely unhappy and just wanted to feel something different. Right. Um, but right now I'm in, I'm in the perfect, perfect position. I'm in, I have my perfect job. Yeah. Uh, so I'll try and hang on to it as long as I can. You know, I, I suffer from back issues and that kicked up about a week ago. Um, I was running up to this door cause <laughs> naive me, I wanted to get my route done as quick as possible. That's insanity. So I run up to the door. I bend to kind of drop this package off and I, and I feel it go click. like. <laughs> Crap. That's familiar feeling. Oh, dang it. There goes the disc. Um, but I, you know, I, I kept going. Mm. Um, and I, and I, I will continue because I remember where I have been and how miserable I was at other jobs. And like, I, I gotta hold on to this one. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta hold on to this one. Uh, yeah. And I think a lot of it is, is also your mindset in this job. Yeah. Because I know in the several of your last jobs, you you were like me. It's like when I woke up working for, let's just make up a company name, Albertsons. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I woke up physically ill at the thought of going into work that day. Yeah. And I got to the point where it's like, no, yeah. I'm not going to do it. Called in that day, quit. Yeah. And, and, and I know you've had similar situations where you're like, I am not doing this anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm just not. So, so yeah, for you to find that, for find that job like I have to where it's like, be honest with yourself. I am happy right now. Yeah. And so that's where I think the realism has to kick in. It's like right now I am happy. Mm-hmm with where things are. And so, but th- there's always, there's always going to be things you want to change. I mean, 
There just always is. Sure. I mean, I don't think anybody could be a thousand percent content at all times, you know, even billionaires, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, money won't make you happy. I disagree with that. I disagree with that too. <laughs> so it can definitely help with the happiness side of things. Like, I mean, maybe let's not fool ourselves here. Maybe, you know, you have a different set of problems that happen when you're ridiculously wealthy, but for the average person, what makes you unhappy? Bills, lack of money, not being able to pay for things, That's right? You know, an uncertain future, you're going to be able to afford the mortgage. Yeah. If that was all gone, you didn't have to worry about it. Oh yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. But like you said, I mean, yeah, they, they have their own set of problems. Sure. I would gladly take on those problems if I didn't have to worry about anything else. Yeah. Then yeah. fine. <laughs> fine. I would have no issue with that. Speaking of that, it makes me laugh because there's a line in the Beatles song, She's Leaving Home. Mm-hmm. And they say, and I laugh every time I hear this line says, um, Paul McCartney says, she's leaving home. You know, she's having fun. And in the background, John Lennon says, fun is the one thing that money can't buy. I'm like, that's BS. (laughs) Yeah. You can very much buy fun with with, with money. (laughs) Buy a lot of fun with money. (laughs) Every time I hear that line, I'm like, you couldn't think of a better line than fun is the one thing money can't buy. Like, no. No, that that's very easily covered with money. Yes, <laughs> for sure. Yes. <laughs> now, can't buy me love. Maybe, but still, there is there is love to be bought. Yeah. If if you can buy it by the hour, if you go looking yeah. for it. <laughs> <laughs> so I will say where I sit right now. Yes, I get up, I go to work, I come home, life goes on. Yeah. Is there contentment to be found there? Absolutely. Yeah. There is a sense of, I will be fine right now. Yeah. But again, my mindset is, there's always this that could be. And so that's probably the hardest, that's the hardest thing for me right now, is to wrap my head around the idea of, don't worry about the could be. I mean, yeah, you want to plan just in case, but worrying about it. You know, you can't worry about what you can't control, Mm -hmm. you know, worry about your, how you react to this, you know, to the situation when the, when it does come down. Yeah. But worrying about the unknown, I'm trying, (laughs) I'm trying. And, and that's one of those, uh, platitudes that our mom would always try to ingrain in us. Yes. Um, is what can you fix and change right now right and that's something i've i've lived by it's like i can't i know that you know i'm gonna have problems and situations in the future i can't fix those right now what i can do is focus on this particular thing and what can i do right now in this day in this minute in this second to change it yeah and if it's nothing i can do right now then i'm not gonna worry about it and that's a really hard mindset to, to get into. I understand that. It definitely that. can be. Yeah. Definitely can be. So, especially when you're, when you're being bombarded from other directions, like let's say you're, let's make up a situation here. Your eight-year-old gets in a fight mm. 
with with a group of other eight-year-olds at school. Now, this is all hypothetical. Right, totally hypothetical. This would not happen. No, no, no. At the elementary school to where your principal calls you saying that it happened. But, uh, <laughs> you know, when you get those things coming down and then you're, you know, you're driving to work and, and you got that on your mind. And next thing you know, your car light blinks on for some reason. Yeah. You know, and, and, and these things start coming at you. That That's where my mind sets. Even, even, even if those things haven't happened, I mean, consider, put yourself in that situation. Now, remove the reality of it, but keep the mindset. That's where my mind usually is. That's how I live. Sounds exhausting. It definitely can be. So you think I get better sleep being worn out as much. <laughs> but you don't because you're worried about all these things. And there might be strange conversations coming from your basement that you don't intend right, on yeah, yeah. hearing it three or four in the morning <laughs> there's something to look back on if this is a little in the future remember that mm, mm, fun times yeah <laughs> yeah that's the joy of foster care but, uh... <laughs> anyway so i yeah i will say for right now oh i love my wife i'm happy with my kids they're doing great right now and that's where i have to that's where I have to force myself because <laughs> in all honesty to, to keep my mind, I, I need to force myself to stay there. Right. Cause like I said, my mind will go off. It'll just float away into dangerous territory. And then the worry sets in. Right. So, right. 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 But that's, that's where I live. That's where I'm at. So that's life. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, did we uh, get everything out of this conversation you were hoping? <laughs> I think we did. Yeah. I think we did. <laughs> Sounds like you want to wrap it up really quick. Is that what you're saying? Well, we we've hit we've hit that time. We have. So. We have. Yeah. But uh, it's it's something to look back on. This was my mindset. This is where I'm at. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to discuss where we're at at this point in time. It could be very interesting to look at a year from now, a couple mm-hmm. of years from now. It's like wow. I worried about all that. I didn't need to, or wow, I wasn't worrying about that. Maybe I should have, Yeah, you know, so it could be interesting. And then just one last thing for me right now in this situation, I'm the happiest I've ever been. That's good. I'm the most content I've ever been. Like I said, I'm, I'm in a fantastic job that I really like. Um, I have a, a, an incredible, uh, partner that I'm with that, you know, just is perfect for me. And, and it's just, everything's good right now. There you go. Everything's just, yeah, everything's awesome. Everything in the phone. <laughs> All right. Well, that's good. That's good to hear. So yeah. I hope you guys have got something out of this because I did. And, uh, it's, it's, it's good to, you know, vocalize it. Yeah. So, but if you did like it, like the podcast and subscribe, (laughs) sounds like I'm on YouTube, (laughs) but, uh, you know, share us, uh, leave a review to wherever you're listening to this podcast, click on a star or two or five. That would be appreciated. Preferably five. (laughs) Um, but yeah, make sure to tune in next week to hear the brothers ramble about another topic. See you.